Well, this month we're standing, oh, standing, well, I'm saying standing, sorry. We're starting a brand new series called Being, Being Street Smart. We're starting a brand new series called Being Street Smart. And my message for today is simply titled, Wise Up. Wise Up. You know, why being street smart? Because I really believe that we've got the God-given ability to use godly wisdom wherever we go. I really believe that God is, I really believe that God is the one who blesses us and gives us wisdom when we ask and we can use that wisdom, the wisdom of the Lord, wherever we go. And starting, I just, want to, I just want to start by reading a fable for you. It's called, Don't Argue With Donkeys. Don't argue with donkeys. The donkey said to the tiger, the grass is blue. The tiger replied, no, the grass is green. The discussion heated up and the two decided to submit, and the two decided to submit him into arbitration. And for this, they went before the lion, who is the king of the jungle. Already before reaching the forest clearing, where the lion was sitting on his throne, the donkey began to shout, His Highness, is it true that the, gra is it true that the grass is blue? Is it true that the grass is blue? The, the lion replied, True. The, glass, the grass is blue. Can I have my water, please? The lion replied, the, the, uh, this is getting on my nose. The lion replied, it is true, the grass is blue. The donkey, the donkey hurried and continued. The tiger agrees with me and contradicts and annoys me. Please punish him. The lion then declared the, the tiger will be punished with five years of silence. The lion declared that the tiger would be punished with five years of silence. The donkey jumped cheerfully and went on his way, content and repeating, the grass is blue, the grass is blue, the grass is blue. The tiger accepted his punishment, but before he asked the lion, your majesty, why have you punished me? After all, the grass is green. The lion replied, in fact, the grass is green. In fact, the grass is green. The tiger asked, so why are you punishing me? The lion replied, that has nothing to do with the question of whether the grass is green or blue. The punishment is because it is not possible for a brave and intelligent creature like you to waste time arguing with a donkey. And on top of that, come and bother me with that question. The worst waste of time is arguing with the fool and fanatic who does not care about truth or reality, but only the victory of his beliefs and illusions. Never waste time on arguments that don't make sense. There are people who, no matter how much evidence and evidence we present to them, are not in the capacity to understand, and others are blinded by ego, hatred, and resentment. 
And all they want is to be right even if they are not. When ignorance, when ignorance screams, intelligence is silent. Your peace and quiet are worth a lot more. You know, we need to understand that as Christians, we have a mighty resource at our disposal, the wisdom of God. We have a mighty resource at our disposal, which is the wisdom of God. Not only does the wisdom of God help us make wise decisions for our life, but God's word promises that it brings joy, long life, riches, and honor. Just look at what King Solomon wrote about wisdom in Proverbs 3, verses 13 to 18. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and, our, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Solomon goes on to tell us that we should make getting godly principle, we should, we should make getting godly wisdom a principle thing. We should make getting godly wisdom that of importance. We should make getting godly wisdom above everything else. We should make it not only important, but we should, we should understand, we should understand and know that without godly wisdom, without direction coming from God, we will not only go our own way, but we will end up in ruins. Many a times we think that we know better, we know best. When actually that is a lie. We don't know any better than God does. Because God sees far ahead of you and he sees the entire picture. I've said this before, the sheep only see from here. The shepherd sees from here. There's only, the, there's only so much that the sheep, as sheep, that, that we can see. But when we follow and we heed to the good shepherd, we can be rest assured that we're going to walk on the right track. And we're not going to fail. If you are struggling this afternoon with a situation and you seem to be going round and round in circles and it feels like you're not getting anywhere, you need godly wisdom. If you're sick in your physical body and you can't seem to get well, you need godly wisdom. If your finances are out of control, you need godly wisdom. No matter what your problem may be this afternoon, the wisdom of God found in his word is the best place to start. Is the best place to start. And so I just want to share five truths with you this afternoon that will help you every day of your life. 
And I would encourage you to study them, meditate on them, and begin applying them. And I really believe, I really believe that you will get wisdom for whatever you are facing today or for whatever you will face in the days ahead. The first thing that I want to say, very simple truths, very simple truths. The first thing that I want to say is God's wisdom is available to every believer. God's wisdom is available to every believer. The Bible says in Romans 2 verse 11, for God does not show favoritism. How many of you believe that you are God's favorite? Oh, wow, very few of you. Okay, I'm going to try that once more, yeah? It's just, see, this is where we need godly wisdom. You know? How many of you know that you are God's favorite? Lord, help those who haven't put up their hand. Please. I pray by the end of it, they would know that they are your favorite. You know, every believer, every believer, no matter how long you walk with God, you could have just started your journey yesterday. But every believer has the right to access the blessings of God. You could, you could be a Christian for probably just a couple of hours. But every believer has the right to access the blessings of God. He does not give wisdom to some and, and he does not give wisdom to some and leaves out the others. He doesn't withhold any good things from his people. If you desire the wisdom of God regarding any situation or simply as a consistent part of your life, you can have it. You can have it. It doesn't require for you to be a Christian for a number of, it, it doesn't require for you to be a Christian for a certain number of years. You, you don't have to get straight A's on your report card, although I encourage that everyone does get, if you're a child in this place, we pray and believe that you will get straight A's on your report card, including my daughter, Ilana. But that's not the, that's not the requirement. You don't, have to, you don't have to appear to be the best in order for you to receive the blessing of God. God loves you the way you are. We don't have to pretend to be somebody else or something else. God loves you the, be God loves you the way you are, he wants to pour out every blessing over you and he wants to pour out wisdom over you so that you will be able to do what you are called to do because the Bible says that God uses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He uses the weakest things of the world to shame the strong. So you may feel like a nobody this, morning, this afternoon. You may feel like you're not worth it, but I want you to know that as you draw on, as you draw from the wisdom of God, God is more than able to take you from from the guttermost to the uttermost. As you draw, this thunder is just... Uh, as you draw from the wisdom of God, I want you to know that you may feel like you are not capable, but God is more than able to fill your mouth with words to have people around you astonished and try to figure out where did that come from. God will never put you to shame. God will never in your lifetime ever put you to shame. You might put yourself to shame. Why? Because we walk away from God and we think that we know it all and we are better. We are way better. But if you join your hands and you lock your arms with God and you allow God to lead you along the way, I want to assure you and reassure you 
that God will never put you to shame. God will never put you to shame. The second truth that I want to say is you simply need to ask for the wisdom of God. You simply need to ask for the wisdom of God. The Bible says in James 1 verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. As a child, did you ever hear the words, you should know better? If a child comes, if Ilana has to come up to me and say, Dad, can you help me with this problem? Ilana, you should know better. Why am I sending you to school? Have you ever heard that saying? You should know better? Yeah? Hey, I don't talk to my daughter like that, okay? I don't talk to her. <laughs> but, you know, there have been instances where people come and ask you, not only as a child, people come and ask you, hey, can you, do you know this? Can you, you should know better. You should know better. I thought you knew this. Why are you coming and wasting my time? Why are you asking me? But that's not the response you will ever hear from God. That is not the response you will ever hear from God when you ask for wisdom. If you're facing a decision or are questioning how to handle a situation, God will not respond and be like, oh God, not again. God, please help me out in this situation, please. Oh God, how many times, man? I thought you were better than this. I created you. What a waste. You will, you will never, ever hear that from God. You might have heard me saying it, on saying it right now, okay, right now, but that is not who God is. You will never, ever hear that from God. You may think you're ordinary. God takes you from ordinary to extraordinary. You may think you're good for nothing. God looks at you and says, what are you talking about? You're a masterpiece. You've seen nothing yet. You may feel like you're not doing anything with your life. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You've seen nothing yet. You have no clue as to what I'm about to do. You think you're good for nothing? I created you so I know that I know what you're good for. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that you're good for everything. And there are certain things that you will excel in because I put that gift in there. No one in this place is a good for nothing. No one in this place right now is a good for nothing. Because you have a God-given gift that's given to you, that's not only given to you to change and transform people's lives, but I really believe it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's, it's, it's to transform the environment, to, tra to transform. To, you, you are more than able to transform a city. You are, more than, and, and you are more than able to transform a city, and the sad thing is that you don't even know about it. You are more than able, you are more than enough to transform an entire city, and the sad part is you don't even know about it, because when you draw from God, God is more than able to give you wisdom as to how to bring about revival into a city through you. All you need to do is draw from God, ask from Him, and He will give it to you. Ask from him and he will give it to you. His word promises that if you ask for wisdom, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. However, it, you know, in verses 6 and verse 7, it does say, when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't go to God and say, God, I need wisdom for this right now. I trust you. I know that you are more than able to do it. You're more than able to do it through me. 
but God, this is how I feel actually right now. You know, these are my thoughts, and I was just thinking if I could do it this way. But God, my faith is in you. My faith is in you alone. But what do you think of my idea? What do you think? No, no, no. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Can I share a story with you? Can I share a story? Is it okay? Yeah? Can I have permission? One, two, three, four. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, I was in Singapore a couple of weeks ago, uh, my first ministry trip after three years, and I saw God do phenomenal things. I mean, people from traditional churches, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, people rededicating their lives back to God, people uh, being transformed by the love of God. I saw a whole bunch of things, okay? I saw a whole bunch of things. And then you ask God for that, God, I've seen this before, you know? I've seen all of this before. It's great. It's amazing. God, something more, something more, you know? Blow my mind. And so I met with a friend uh, who used to attend our church a couple of years ago. He was relocated, uh, Singaporean, relocated to Dubai, and then is back in Singapore now. And so he brought this friend along, he brought this friend along uh, with him for breakfast. And after we got done with breakfast, uh, he asked me, just outside the place where I was staying, outside the hotel, he said, can you pray for me? Pastor, can you pray for me? And uh, I said, sure. And I started praying for him, and I felt God say certain things, and I felt God say certain things which I shared with him, and then he said, it's like you were just sitting in the car this morning with my wife and myself, and you heard our entire conversation, because this is exactly what we were talking about. This is exactly what we were talking about, and you just said it. It's like you just said it, you know, almost word to word. So I was like, it's not me, it's God. As much as I would like to think, oh, well, it is me. You know, no, 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 no. The day you think it is you, that's the day you've, lo you've lost it all. That's the day you've lost it all. And then, you thought that was amazing? The story doesn't end over here. And then he's like, I've met, I, I, I've got a friend over here. He's, he's from France. Uh, not, he, I've just met him a couple of times. And he's in Singapore. He doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is, you know, this is asking for more and more trouble, more and more trouble. He, he, he's an atheist, but uh, he's here in Singapore right now. Would you, would you like to meet with him? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So uh, he sets up a meeting, and I'm meeting him within an hour. Okay? I'm meeting him within, uh, within an hour. So I come down below the hotel, and I meet this guy, and uh, he's telling me now, he's telling me what his friend told him, that, you know, he was in the car with his wife, and he had this conversation with his wife. He met me for the first time, and I, and I pretty much repeated exactly what his conversation with his wife was about. And so this person goes on and doesn't believe in God, okay? Doesn't believe in God. And for me, it's not, I don't like pushing people to a place where they need to receive God right now. They need to receive. For me, it's all about relationship. It's all about relationship and, and, and allowing the love of God to move through relationship. And so this guy... Uh, goes on to tell me, so make me, during the course of the conversation, he's like, so you, don't, you know I don't believe in God, right? I said, yeah, I know you don't believe in God, but so-and-so asked uh, me to meet with you, and so I thought, you know, it'd be great to see you. And then he's like, okay, 
make me believe in God. <laughs> make me believe in God. And I was like, no, 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 it doesn't work like this. It doesn't work like this. You know, I can't force you to believe in God. I can't make you believe in God. So he said, okay, tell me something that you don't know about me that would make me believe in God. I said, it doesn't work like this. You know, I said, you know, I believe, I believe in the Bible. And, you know, I was sharing a bit of my testimony with him. And I said, it's been years of walking with God that I've established a relationship with him that I just know. I know that wherever I go, I'm not alone. He's with me always. And, certain, and you know, at times he speaks, you know, he speaks through me. Uh, he speaks through me uh, to certain people and he gives people a word. So he's like, yeah, okay, so do that. I was like, I can pray for you right now. I can pray for you. So he's like, do I go down? Do I sit down? Do I kneel? No, 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 just stand where you are. This is happening right outside my hotel, right outside the door. And I start praying for him and I got something funny. I got something really ridiculous that uh, it was just coming up in my spirit and I was like, do I tell this guy? I don't really know. It's really, it's really stupid. And I'm, I, I, I stopped. I stopped while I was praying for myself. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I'm just getting something really, really weird. It sounds really stupid. I don't even know if it's going to make sense to you. But uh, he's like, just tell me. Just tell me what it is. Like, very arrogant. Okay, just tell me what it is. I said, I don't know why, but I just feel this very strongly. God's saying to you, God, I just feel this very strongly that God is leading you to overdrive. You know what happened? He sat on the floor. He sat on the floor and he was mumbling to himself and he was like, no, this is not real. This is not real. I can't believe this. This is not real. This is not real. He just kept going on. I'm like, and I'm like, uh, can you explain? <laughs> In my head, I'm like, I need to know what's happening over here. I'm like, can you explain to me what's happening? Can you please explain to me? Uh, I'm sorry. I told you it's stupid. But he's like, no, he's like, there's no way. He's, and he's just mumbling to himself, there's no way you would have known, there's no way you would have known. Three months, three months ago, okay, he wanted to start a company. Three months ago, he wanted to start a company. He felt very strongly that he needs to start off this company, but he was waiting for one confirmation. And the name of the company was Overdrive. And then... Being the pastor, being the preacher man, you want to win souls, right? You want, to, you want to take that extra risk? I'm like, listen, you don't have to say yes, but this is what I normally do. I don't want to walk from here without giving you an invitation if you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. By that time, he stood up. He's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just like to pray a blessing over you. Start praying a blessing over him. And then while I'm praying, he cut me off. He's like, what the heck? When would I get another opportunity? Let's do this. Let's do this. He's like, so what do I do? I'm like, just repeat the sinner's prayer after me. And one man gave his life to God that day. You know why? Because people may come around you. Listen, it's not about me. Every person in this place has the ability to hear the voice of God. Because like I said, God is always speaking. All that you need to do is lock your arms into his arm and allow him to lead you every step of the way. People may come around you and be like, they know everything. But when you come on the scene as a representative for God, God will never put you to shame. God will never put you to shame. And that's exactly what happened. He gave his life to God and he's being followed up, now. He's been, he's being followed up on now. 
going to be going to start going to church why just because the wisdom of god is is something that you cannot explain it comes from god from the throne of god himself and he wants you to know that there's nothing that you cannot do as long as you acknowledge that he is with you all the time very quickly god's word is full of wisdom god's word is full of wisdom the bible says in proverbs 2 verse 6 for the lord grants wisdom from his for the lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding god has already given a lot of word god has already given a lot of wisdom in his word throughout the bible you can learn many lessons such as how to face adversity with faith how to handle difficult people how to manage your finances just to name a few you can learn by reading about others you know about other people's interactions with god and how he worked in their lives i want to encourage you dig into the word of god get into the word of god study about jesus's ministry study about paul's journeys study about moses's leadership study about solomon's wisdom god's word is full of the insights and advice you can directly apply to your life and the situations you face every day god's word is life and every time you go back to god's word trust me try this go and read a verse that you are familiar with read it a couple of times and see how different it is each time god speaks to you through that same verse why because the bible is alive it's not something that's dead it's alive you know we used to when when we when we when we were uh much younger you know kids just they used to they used to they used to say the bible is basic instructions before leaving earth the bible is your manual for life everything you want to know everything you want to find out about how to become a good christian how to apply god's wisdom for your life can be found in the word of god and one of the things that we're doing in our hangouts is going through the word of god on this app called through the word there's something about studying and getting into the word of god that allows you to go through every single day without stress the fourth thing the wisdom of god and the world's wisdom are not the same the bible says in proverbs 1 verse 7 Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline. If you've been following the Lord for longer than 2 minutes which most of you are right now you know that the world's ways do not reflect God's ways. The world will tell you to look out for yourself at the expense of others. The world will tell you that immediate happiness is the most important goal for your life. The world will tell you to do whatever it is that you need to do to make you happy. The world will tell you there's no absolute truth. However, God's wisdom surpasses all of the world's wisdom. The truth is that acknowledging and honoring the Lord with your life is the foundation and the start of true wisdom. I really like what it says in Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth 
So my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You know, I really believe that as a child of God, he wants you to understand. He wants you to understand his ways and thoughts so that you can apply his wisdom to your life. But to the people in the world who reject him, his wisdom is much higher than theirs. His wis- is, yes, his wisdom is much higher than theirs. And so I want to say this this afternoon. If you are seeking God's wisdom, recognize that you may have to relinquish what is commonly accepted by everyone else. You know, in all these years of walking with God, I can truly say God's ways are always the best. God's ways are always the best. And the last thing that I want to say this afternoon is the enemy will try to distract you from the wisdom of God. The Bible says, 1 Peter 5, 8, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, the enemy will use, the enemy will do his best to confuse you about following God's wisdom by, by reminding you of your past mistakes or competing options. Therefore, it is absolutely necessary to get quiet before God by spending time in studying his word and prayer. You know, when the enemy comes at you with condemnation for past mistakes or confusion because the Lord is already leading you in an unconventional direction, use the word to combat him. Use the word to combat him. You know, the enemy at times might take you down. Might, the enemy at times might bring you down, but he cannot take you out. He cannot take you out. You know, I really like what Bill Johnson says. Focus on the enemy long enough and then pull the trigger. Focus on the enemy long enough and then pull the trigger. You have the God-given ability because of God's wisdom to take down the enemy, to destroy the enemy, to remind the enemy that his rightful place is under your feet and that in Christ you will always be an overcomer. In Christ you will always be an overcomer. You know, we're called to be street smart. Wherever we go, we're not, just called to, we're not just called to use wisdom in our homes over our, over, over our wives or our husbands, if you know what I'm talking. I told you. I told you. You never listen. I told you. You know, those times that wisdom comes out like, it just, it just, it just blows up. I told you, you never listen. I know better than you. No, 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 no. No, no. You're asking for trouble. Okay? With foolishness is, foolishness is telling your wife something that she already knows and blaming her for it. Wisdom is, wisdom is staying quiet and accepting that the mistake is yours. But all jokes aside, you know, all jokes aside, I really believe that each one of us have the ability to draw from God and to literally change the way we are living right now. People outside are thriving, they're successful, making money out in the world. 
God has given people within this church, businessmen, businesswomen, enough wisdom, enough wisdom to put forth, God, to put forth God's glory on display. What people in the world are doing, listen, I want to say that, don't ever think that I cannot do what people in the world are doing. You can do above and beyond that. We don't change the message. We change the method. We don't change the message, we change the method. And God's given enough wisdom and creativity to each and not just within the business, not just within the business circle, but God's given your, whatever it is, God's given enough business, to, God's given enough wisdom to every person in this place to be God's brilliance on display.